God is in control. Heaven rules. You can trust God. You may have heard those simple statements about God's providence. They are true, but that doesn't make them easy to embrace in difficult times, does it? Dana Gresh says there's an appropriate human response to the protective care of God. It's not an easy one, but considering it could help you participate in the unfolding of God's rescue story for this broken world. Here's Dana. Jumping in the studio today to bring you life lesson number three from the book of Ruth. And let me start with this thought. Probably heard a lot of people using the cliche phrase, God is in control, God has a good plan. Well, that is true. It's called providence. But it's also complicated. Because you see, there's an appropriate human response to God's divine providence. I'm wondering, do people see it in you? I was thinking the other day that 2020 and 2021 are kind of like twins. Maybe not identical, but they for sure carry some of the same DNA. They both seem to contain the genetic code for life-altering setbacks. Well, let me get right to the good news about that because the headlines provide us with plenty of bad. Are you ready? The next setback may be God's setup for a comeback. Now, of course, I don't want to take that too far because it's also possible that we may be looking at faithfully enduring some more setbacks. If the last 12 months have proven anything, it's that Jesus was telling the truth when he essentially said what he recorded in John 16, 33. He basically said, everything I've taught you is so that the peace in me will be in you. And you're going to need it because this unbelieving world, you're going to experience trouble and sorrows. So be courageous and don't forget, I have conquered the world. He has conquered. He did conquer. It's completed. He said that before he died on the cross, my friend, he done it. The plan was in motion to take care of you and the ones you love. You know, the scriptures contain promise after promise about God's providence or his protective care of his creation. And you and I, we're the pinnacles of his artistry. He is at work even now to restore and display us and will triumph in the end. He will. Soak in these treasures. Soak in them. Just listen. Sit back if you need to download some faith to believe that God is in control. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And of course, the ultimate comeback verse is found in the last book of the Bible. Revelation 21, 1-3. Then I saw a new heaven and new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. What a good day that's going to be. Until then, we have to live on the human side of providence. What a bummer. So that brings me to a task that none of us really want 
to talk about because none of us really enjoy it. Waiting. And that brings us back to the book of Ruth. Life lesson three from Ruth, be still. You know, the book of Ruth, it's about God's providence, his power to redeem. And we see it not only in the parable written by the lives of Ruth and Boaz, but quite literally a handful of generations later. Check out Ruth's name shining in the lineage of Jesus Christ. This is Matthew 1, 5, and 6. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. This faithful, gentle woman, she's woven into the legacy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through God's providence. As she did the next right thing, simple, righteous acts, not expecting big things, not expecting her name to end up in the scriptures, God was working his plan to redeem and rescue humanity, and she was part of it. But as you might know, Ruth had to endure her fair share of setbacks in spite of being in such a position of honor in God's story. One of them happens in chapter 3 in the Old Testament book named after her. And as the curtain to this scene opens, it appears as though Ruth and Boaz will marry and everyone's going to live happily ever after. Cue the doves. Cue the sunset. There's just one small thing standing in the way. Another man. (laughs) Can you say setback? Ruth runs home to tell her mother-in-law about the development. You ever wonder how some of these biblical conversations went? Uh, So there's good news and bad news. What do you want first? Naomi must have said, lay it on me, because she gives Ruth some advice. And let me just go on a quick hope-filled rabbit trail here, because in my first podcast in the Life Lessons from Ruth series, I mentioned that Naomi had a bad case of bitterness. It seems she's better and able to give good advice. Doesn't that give you hope? God is able to make the bitter better. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Ready to hear Naomi's advice? Here it is, Ruth 3, 18. Sit still, my daughter, until you know how the matter will turn out. Sit still, my daughter? That's what we're going to do at the end of this. uh, I'm almost about to ride off into the sunset with my Boaz story. Sit still. Still, my daughter, the human side of divine providence, is waiting. The scriptures are as full of this truth as they are the promises that God's working his plan to rescue you and me. And you can't soak in the good news unless you're also willing to embrace these words of instruction. Let me read a few to you. Psalm 27, 14, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Psalm 135 and 6, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord, more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. I don't like waiting. You probably don't either. But there's a sweet reward in the waiting. God will strengthen you there. Let me read Isaiah 40, verses 30 and 31. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Be still, my daughter. Sit still, my daughter. 
don't get me wrong, there are moments when God wants us to take action and to speak up. But I believe he most often wants us to quietly wait on him and to trust him. And there are certainly people who God appoints to confront evil and warn others, but I believe even they have a time in the process where they have to wait on the Lord for their instructions or they're only going to contribute to the setbacks in our world. Waiting is an action that demonstrates trust in God. It's evidence of our faith in his providence. We can't get this wrong. We cannot get this wrong. And I fear many do. If God is calling us to action, we've got to be sure that we know exactly what, how, and when. You know, it's so possible to do the right thing in the wrong time with the wrong heart and in the wrong way if we don't first wait on the Lord. Let me bring this down to the hot pavement of life. Did you wait before you posted that social media rant? Did you wait before you called your child's school to express your opinions? Did you wait before you confronted your friend, your pastor, your boss? Did you wait before you quit your job, sold your house, moved your family? Friend, God has us in a time and place where we need to do a lot of waiting. Being still is... Well, it's a powerful and disciplined action. The gentleness and peace that flows out of a woman capable of waiting, it's a great demonstration of faith in this fearful world. Be still, my daughter. I want to read this beautiful verse in closing. It's from Lamentations, chapter 3. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Be still, my daughter. Have a daughter who's having a hard time understanding God's providence? True Girl has released an all-new study that could help. It's for girls ages 8 to 12 and is based off the book of Ruth. Together, you'll explore topics like true friendship, finding joy in hard times, dealing with mean people, and seeing God in painful circumstances. Learn more about Ruth becoming a girl of loyalty at mytruegirl.com. This podcast was produced by Pure Freedom Ministries.